We are here to talk about movies and chew bubblegum. And we're all out of bubblegum. To infinity and beyond. Flying in baseball? Yeah, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. And don't call me sure. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. things want and why are they here you still don't get it do you boy they have recruited the rich and the powerful they're running the whole show wake up they're all about you all around you blind us to the truth take a look they are safe as long as they are not discovered i don't know what they are or where they came from but we gotta stop them stay away from me put these on they have us look at them they're everywhere We have no other choice. I don't like this one bit. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business, ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. Listen to what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. Control us! You're sending some kind of signals on the TV sets. I've got one that can see. Mama don't like tattletales. Now we start spilling some blood. Let's go! Push the button. <laughs> I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick And I'm all out of bubble gum. Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I'm Scott. I'm Jason. And this week we're talking about the cult classic as suggested to us by listener TJ. Teddy, miss you buddy. They live 1988 John Carpenter's quirky, uh, quirky film. <laughs> That's one way all, of saying it. <laughs> all about, um, well, a movie that is still relevant, shall we say? Oh, yes. I mean, it's it's got that um, universal aspect to it that's going to last a long time. That's for sure. In terms of uh, uh, an attack on consumerism, Could, oh, yeah, consumerism control. Mm. Uh, yeah. So uh, they live is a it's a movie that i i think i first knew about through like pop culture <laughs> seeing clips of it and obviously i think a lot of i think this i'm sure the simpsons have parodied it at some point with the sunglasses uh, and obey and stuff like that surely it's treehouse of yeah. horror maybe i maybe i'm making it up in my head i don't know but it feels like is the there anything the simpsons they have parodied? Yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's definitely one of those cult classics of that sort of, and it's this area of John Carpenter's films where he's just on fire in that, that 80s period. He's just, everything is remarkable. Yeah, it, it's definitely that uh, peak in the mountain because I don't think it stayed there as we no, travel on to unfortunately, things like vampires and whatnot. Um <laughs> maybe it was yeah around uh, maybe this might have been the last I mean, in the mouth of madness i would count it's up there yes yep yep and I uh, think village of the damned it might be yeah. around there 
Yeah. Because Escape from LA is not great either. No. But Escape from New um, York. Yeah, but that's way before. Yes. <laughs> So um, you know, it's all in the 80s. So we're looking from, yeah, yeah. from the fog through to. <laughs> and I guess, live. I guess that's the reason for it is it's sitting in the 80s. And that's why there was this big trend at the time, um, particularly with things like Robocop as well. Uh, I, yeah. I find that if you want a companion piece to this, like a double feature, I'd put They Live and Robocop together. That would just be a to... perfect double feature. And that is a cult classic that will definitely be coming up. I yeah. promise you. <laughs> I promise you. They're going to be talking but, um, about Robocop sooner or later. Yeah. But it, it's just got that uh, fear of corporate uh, America, I guess, is the best way to describe I, I mean, it. It's around and, the time of Wall Street and you, you get corporations emerging mm. as sort of um, companies with enough money to manipulate politics. and Exactly. And it, it's very it, – it's probably – explicitly done in both films but in this one it's very overt and i i, I, it Robo, I think robocop robocop has is a little more well robocop's with... got the humor to it and i think yeah. that's what helps <laughs> and that's what makes robocop a little different uh, i mean but talking about they live it's it's probably just one of its failings is that it makes it really simple in how it looks at the su subliminal nature and how subliminal is it really? I mean, ads are pretty much smacking you in the head to buy and consume and so on. And so it's, it's not that clever. But yeah. But, but in a, I think though, in like a, in a cheesy video game kind of way, which is what I think they live ultimately had the impact on was a lot of like crazy video game stuff oh yeah possibly i don't know about the impact on video games myself oh this is duke nukem this is duke Nukem. oh okay well there you go yeah, yeah I, I never made that connection with duke from the nukem. blonde mullet shotgun yeah. wielding guy to fight <laughs> aliens it's pretty duke nukem -y. yeah uh but it is a fantastic moment though the sort of uh I have to say that is the pinnacle of the film is that moment that he puts on the sunglasses and starts seeing what's really around him. Like the, the op it's, it's a weird inversion of suddenly the shades have been lifted, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the blinkers are off. Well, not quite. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that, that's a really nice moment. And it's probably the, the point where the film lifts beyond that feeling of a real be made for TV, yeah, sort of yeah. It a that bit, it has, and it goes from sort of like just you know a bit weird and slums and this guy looking for work and well, that's the working class narrative. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, which I think John Carpenter loves. Yeah, and then yeah. um, yeah, then it goes into this like almost fantastical well it is absolutely fantastical it's absolutely silly like and he gets becomes a superhero almost <laughs> starts starts quipping and locking and loading <laughs> yeah and um, it's amazing that but that moment that's what i still remember quite well i i didn't get to see this one at the movies um but i do remember getting it on video sort of quite surprised with what I was watching. Um, not not in a bad way, but just in like I was impressed that 
it was a it was tackling a sort of issue like that in a sort of pulpy B movie way. Really silly, yeah. But but still sort of effectively done ultimately. And um and it's having fun, really. I mean it's, it's, he's, it's, he's, you got round wrestler, Piper, yeah. like. <laughs> throwing a wrestler in there as your main protagonist before it was and, cool yeah way before the rock <laughs> um yeah and he his acting's well i think he just he passable it's just like that yeah. over the top action hero he doesn't even react to things he just puts the glass <laughs> like oh this one you're all right what real fucking ugly like what <laughs> <laughs> And then yeah, the, the 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 shotgun scene in the bank, like that, the the, the weird quips that just start coming out. And... Well, it's all that, but then even when he's discovering things, he barely shows curiosity. He goes about looking into it, but yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. Dead, dead yeah, <laughs> it's really odd, but it yeah. but it works for like it... the sunglasses oh, wearing shotgun wielding guy, like <laughs> and. Uh... Nah. <laughs> The five-minute fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> the alleyway, which is, like, widely regarded as one of the best action sequences ever. <laughs> well, I have to say, it does come... It, it's not because of its length. It, it carries right through, and it's relentless in, you know, you, you're feeling the, the pain that they're getting, that they're obviously... <laughs> well, and I guess it comes down to his wrestling abilities to dramatize those sorts of fights um and it's sort of punctuated right at the end when they show up to the hotel room all battered and bruised yeah they get a room and it just sort of works well there but it's a testament to how much they're really thinking deeply in this film it's like to have this punch up to go you know put on the glasses or eat the trash cans (laughs) (laughs) what And it's a guy he's, he's just he's, met too. Yeah, you've just kind of got to accept it. <laughs> yeah, not like some brother or you know, yeah, someone just, with lo- uh, yeah. long-standing conflict that they've got to get that over with as well. It's just no, nah, I'm going to beat it into you. You're going to yep. look at this. Um, yeah, Which I mean could be a weird commentary on the way I think some people going about trying to make other people see their point of view. True. True. Yeah. Um, now, especially you're um, an idiot. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Rather than just sort of like talk to someone. And... Yep. That's. There you go. See, there's multiple layers to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you search hard enough. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean the quips. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of where that would come from originally, because I mean we we know there's a lot of sort of Schwarzenegger stuff at the time. That when is this? Eighty eight. Yeah, so we would have had a lot of Schwarzenegger. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. That, I had yeah. to let him go, you know, sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he's cool off Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Blood up some steam. Uh, and you've got like Ash as well. Like, this is yeah. after Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. So you've got Groovy and mm. that's all happened. 
He's not quite the level of Ash, though. No. <laughs> Bruce that's Campbell. That's a different is. film. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different film. It's a different film. Um, yeah, the I, I like the uh, sort of hark back to 50s stuff as well. So some of we'll the black technology. With the, the glasses are on and the yeah. flying saucers. And... and did you spot it? The, the little uh, reused uh, prop in the film the reuse prop prop yeah from ghostbusters what did i miss ah you didn't see it maybe not they're, they're using the uh it, what do they call it the it, oh, now i've forgotten what the ghostbusters call it oh the ekp me ek ek reader yeah and they're using those as like communication devices ah okay I, yeah so it's never connected the dots there you go it, it i it's only on the, you know, I, I'd say this was my fourth viewing of it, but that I went, oh, look, it's the EK. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of just in the background, but you see them all using it to. Is that the, the, the weird alien, which it's, as far as the aliens go, just look like skinned people? <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. But I guess that that's the idea, isn't it? They're, They're hiding you're, in. Yeah. You're pulling it out, pulling the skin off, pulling the cover off. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 very overt in what it's doing there, but oh, no, I guess it, it doesn't have a you, touch of subtlety in it. No, but I guess if you came to it as a teenager, I think it's actually like a young teenager. Um, oh, it's probably simple enough for you to like. You're you go, right. wow, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I still think it it stands up. It's enjoyable to watch. Uh, oh, it's fun! It's really fun. I think it's, it's a, that... it suffers just from lack of budget. And ultimately, this is something we were bringing up when we were talking about remakes, we were thinking, you know, let's make a list of films that should be remade. I'd actually say this one could work as a remake. It could, absolutely could work as yeah, a remake. So it, it's, it's got that essence there. It's it like, hasn't I think been it's executed like... perfectly. But no. It's... But the idea is like fun and could be played mm. quite well. But I mean, it's like, it's like they live. Um... Escape from New York and probably a big trouble. I kind of like these three absurd action movies that Carpenter made that are all quite fun and silly and yeah, yeah. I mean the it definitely the fun is really where it's at. It's not not trying to be uh, like I guess not as visceral as a lot of action films. Although there is a bit of gore and things in it. Um, mm albeit through a, a monochrome lens but yeah um, but what you'd expect from someone like John Carpenter is a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of slap yeah um, um but back to your point sorry like as far as remakes go it's like yeah it could be really in this day and age especially oh be awesome can yeah, you imagine yeah. so, <laughs> Social media stuff. That yeah, been, oh, geez, the aliens, the aliens control and I guess brains. I guess the the whole point to it is to, you know, not look on the surface, and it's at least he's sort of championing that a lot, and which is yeah. the problem they're plagued with at the moment is this, um, you know, the social media feedback loop of your interests and. You know, dig a little mm. deeper, and it might be total bullshit. That's all right. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it still stands and it's still relevant. Um, very enjoyable. Sort of got its funny moments. Got some sort of achingly bad look B grade <laughs> moments too. But <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. If you want a good time, you could do a lot worse than they live. Absolutely. You guys listening to this episode of Pop Culture? I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for They Live, and the song at the end was the Welcome to LA theme from They Live. If you're enjoying the show, please I invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, and we're also available on Instagram. 